Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to my new podcast, Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. This is my third podcast. If you know me from Dopamine or you know me from C-Note's Media Madness, that that is who I am. I am that guy. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Christian Rivera, aka C-Note. I am someone who has been a multimedia designer for 20 years. I have worked in Hollywood. I've been doing a podcast for a few years called Dopamine about mental health and mindset. Um, I'm a graphic designer. I do photo, video, uh, web design, social media marketing. Uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of heavy learning when it comes to Myers-Briggs and when it comes to mental health. And I've been trying to take all of that learning into a new venture, which is these courses that I've created for Myers-Briggs. But now I want to create a podcast to talk all about Myers-Briggs specific stuff. I've introduced it and talked about it a couple times on different episodes uh, of those other shows, but I wanted to give it its own space somewhere that I can freely talk about cognitive functions and all sorts of things that are going on with Myers-Briggs at varying levels of expertise to try to expand my learning through talking about it, but also to help you guys and engage and create a new conversation around Myers-Briggs so that you can understand how personality typology can be helpful in your everyday life. So that's really the goal of this show is to try to just educate and share, clear up some misconceptions, answer some questions and share things that I'm learning because I'm learning every day. And uh, that is a big part of who I am. So I'm going to be real with you. This is, again, for those who don't know me, I'm very much uh, a type of person that I don't like to pull punches, but I don't necessarily, I'm not rude about it. Um, You know, my audio, I'm in my apartment. Sometimes it's going to be a little unclean. Uh, That's totally fine. That's part of my personality is like, I'm a little bit messy and it's kind of fun. And for the most part, I'm ad-libbing and working through topics and, and trying to work it all out as I go along. So that's part of the fun is I'm pretty transparent about that and just kind of, um, doing all that stuff. So for this first episode, let's kind of do like a basics of how Myers-Briggs has been helping me and what I know about it a little bit. Um, but let's play this rad intro because I'm real excited about it. So welcome to the show. If you're new here, which you should be because this is the first episode, um, please subscribe anchor.fm slash super MBTI. Uh, subscribe to the show, donate if you would like, and uh, check out my course, which is linked in the description as well. But uh, let's hit the button and let's talk about some Myers-Briggs. Let's go. Okay, officially welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad you've made it past the intro, the rad intro, which is like one of my favorite tracks called uh, OK by Madion, Madion, M-A-D-E-O-N. They're really fantastic. Um, They make some of my favorite kind of electronic chiptune type of music. And it's just when I'm having a rough day, that stuff just lifts me up. It's so good. And it hypes me up. That's why I have it as my intro. Because before I even record this episode, I listen to the intro again. And that kind of gets me going. So I get really excited about it. Um, And hopefully it's not a problem for me to have that as my intro song. It's under 30 seconds. So we'll see. Hopefully that's okay for distribution and all that stuff. Um, But I figure we should start by 
talking a little bit about my early exposure to Myers-Briggs because I think my experience is indicative of many people's experiences. When you first hear about it through like a friend or uh, through school, a lot of times it's brought up in school or workplace stuff, uh, workplace situations where people are trying to learn a little bit more about each other's personalities and learning what type you are so that you can start reading the descriptions and find out all that stuff. And um, that was pretty much indicative of my early experience. I don't remember when I first heard about Myers-Briggs specifically, but I remember when I was, it was probably in my mid to late teens is the first time I took the test and I tested as an INTP. And I remember reading descriptions of it and I was like, yep, that's definitely me. And uh, it was pretty spot on from the start. I know other people have had difficulties finding the right type or even understanding that there is a right type for you, that it's not a test where you're trying to find a better result or the different result. You're trying to find the most accurate result. You're trying to find your type, the type that you are and that you were born with and that you will always be. And that's probably one of the common, the most common questions that I get is, do you think that your type will change? No, it does not change. The four-letter code is meant as that. It is a code into the cognitive functions developed by Carl Jung as a method to understand how your cognitive wiring works. You can learn and develop skills within those functions, but essentially your main function, your dominant function, your secondary, tertiary, and inferior function are going to be in the same order, the same order of natural preference. And that's the thing here is like understanding the subconscious preference that you have as a person. That is the whole point of Myers-Briggs. So when I first got an, introduced to it and I learned that I was an INTP, I read the description and I felt this great sense of relief, which is really the feeling that you should have when you read your type, when you find out what type you are uh, and, and really figure out that it's something that is you. It, it resonates with who you are. Now, that, another thing, the other hard part is that we, it was easy for me because I was younger and I've always been the type of person who, who is always trying to learn and always trying to understand who I am. And I've never given into kind of like society's wants and needs and the status quo and all of that stuff. So I found it was easier to me to the, to get to the easier for me to get to the root of my cognitive wiring, but other people are going to have challenges of seeing through their own biases that they've developed in life or that people have implemented onto them. Meaning you're going to go through society and go through life and your parents are going to teach you things. They're going to show you things. They're going to, they're going to tell you, you need to be something because that's the way their wiring is and they want to pass their ego onto you. But you know, we we kind of fail to recognize that our children are their own people much of the time and, or, or we assume that they're a combination cognitively of the two parents. And that's not always the case either. There might be some shared traits, but it's almost more happenstance than it is genetic in that sense. Uh, and that gets into more complicated stuff, but <laughs> for the most part, um, everyone is a unique individual despite being one of 16 types. So the Myers-Briggs typology is a way for you to understand who you are as a person from the core deep cognitive level. So when you're, when you're trying to understand your type, you need to do the best that you can to strip away any bias that has been placed on you. Um, you know, for me, for instance, I'm an INTP, which is a very secluded type where, you know, I like being independent. I like being by myself. There's always a loud truck that goes by. Okay. We're good. 
<laughs> um, that's that's why I let it go because I can just comment on it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm an INTP, so I'm a very cognitive, introverted thinking person. Uh, very isolated. Very. Um, I spend a lot of time on my own, and I'm okay with it. I love it. It's great. I like being independent. I like questioning everything but it comes with its challenges of being of pushing against society quite a bit and pushing against everything that I come across and feeling pretty much resistance with everything that I feel and everything that I project and every idea that I have. So it comes with that challenge. But my dad is likely an ESFJ. He's a very extroverted, um, very good at navigating people. He likes to make sure people's needs are met and, you know, community friendship bonds are, are good. Um, and that's really translated into him as a salesman. He would go to his clients and he'd make friends with his clients and he'd sometimes give discounts because they're his friends and he wants to take care of people and make sure that they're okay. Um, even to this day, he doesn't have a lot of his own like friends that he just hangs out with. All of his clients are his friends that his, his community. So he doesn't need other communities. He's got that. Um, and, and that's a good thing for him. But because I grew up with that, I was influenced by that and it was, it was strong for me to develop that for me, his dominant strength is my inferior strength. So for me to develop that is good, but for me to lean on it as a personality trait is not good for me because then that becomes something that I start making more emotional decisions or I start making community based decisions or I start doing things that are in attempt to make other people's needs met. But it's like me pushing against the stream. Like it's me trying to, push against my own mental wiring to try to make something work, to try to be this other thing. And it's certainly there are skills within it that have been useful for me to learn how to be a better public speaker, to learn how to have a podcast, to do business with people, to be able to turn it on when I need to. But my most natural state of being is a little bit more quiet and grumpy and thoughtful and uh, working through problems and um, just a little bit more in my own world and a little bit more get off my lawn. <laughs> so, you know, you can see how that is the opposite of wanting to make sure people's needs are met and people are happy and supported. And I can certainly use those skills, um, but it's taken time to do that. And it's taken time for even for me to realize that it's, that that's been part of it for me, that that is a part of my path is that, you know, those, that upbringing, that teaching, that influence, that bias has been a part of me. And I've been making more adjustments business-wise lately because of that. Like I'm starting to learn more about who I am as an INTP. And that has given me the freedom to make the decisions that I felt in my gut were the right decisions for me to make. And that means doing less client work or being very specific and very picky about the client work that I do, making more products and courses and doing things that involve my thinking and skills and talent when it comes to philosophizing and working through those kinds of ideas. Um, that, that's been really important for me to make that transition to be a happier person and spend more time working through that stuff. Um, so, so making that shift has been a big adjustment for me, but anyway, going back into the past, um, you know, I started learning that I was an INTP through taking tests and friends were just kind of taking the test as a means to just kind of learn a little bit about who they were as a person. They would just, um, you know, the same way that people take tests on Facebook to find out what kind of walking dead character they are or what kind of potato they are. Like you would just take that test to, 
just kind of, it was a fun thing and it wasn't taken seriously. And I think that's indicative of most people's experience with Myers-Briggs. They learn the four letter code. They're like, oh, this is fun. This is cute. This is who I am. And like, yeah, that's right. And then they move on. They don't actually do anything with it. And I think uh, I want to take a quick break and then talk a little bit about how you can start to learn a little bit more about that four letter code and start to take it a little bit more seriously. Okay. So I took a break, but you're still here, which is great. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for still being here. Um, Usually. So how I'm planning to kind of structure this show is sort of break it into segments when I can try to naturally cleanly separate thoughts. Um, Sometimes I go in circles, like just that last segment, I talked a lot about things that were kind of bouncing around a little bit. And that's because I'm an intuitive. I'm someone that can kind of interconnect disparate ideas and sort of talk in that form. But there are going to be different types of people called sensors who are going to maybe have a little bit more of a hard time following that framework. So they need to hear things a little bit more linearly and have direct immediate connections from one idea to the next. Um, And I don't want to discourage myself from being the way that I am. And I don't want to discourage sensors from feeling who they like, who they are. So if there's a disconnection, if you don't feel like you like my style, that's fine. I, I, I respect and appreciate that. Um, but, uh, you know, you could certainly listen to the episode a few times and try to, to, to gain a a different perspective. So I try to do what I can to keep things linear, but that's really not my natural train of thought. So I apologize if you can't keep up, but that's the point of like doing this as a podcast. We're going to reiterate a lot of concepts, talk about a lot of things uh, in different ways. And hopefully, you know, you'll learn things as you go. And I also have a course, which I have listed out in an outline in like linear form and broken into segments. So that's what the link that is in the, um, this description is all about. So you can sign up for that course for free. It's an easy mode, easy mode course, which is all stuff that I, you know, that is, that is really simple to follow personally, I feel at least. So, um, so hopefully by this point, you've taken a Myers-Briggs test before ever in your life. And sometimes again, it's going to be complicated. You might need to take it a couple times, a couple, try a couple different sites. I like personality hacker. I think they're really great. And I'm going to likely reference some of the tools that they use and some of the, the naming and pretty much reference them consistently because I think I really love their car model that they use. And I'll probably talk about that in future episodes. Uh, and it, it's a really, really, they have this, what they call the genius system, which is a really, really great way of making the cognitive functions easier to understand. So they reference like harmony for extroverted feeling and accuracy for introverted thinking, stuff like that. So we'll explain things as we go, but we're not going to get into all that in this episode. That's a little bit too much for now. But the general thing I want to get into now is that if you've taken tests before, um, try personality hacker, try 16 personalities. Uh, There's the official Myers-Briggs test. It's like myersbriggs.org or something like that. Um, you can try that one. I think that's a paid one and, uh, they go a little bit deeper. Sometimes you can also work with a professional like me. You can also go through the link or message me directly and we could do a one-on-one consulting thing, which is a paid thing. But, uh, to do that with a one-on-one person is usually going to cost money because that's someone trying to actively profile you. So there are two types of profiling. There's passive profiling and active profiling. Passive profiling is like, learning 
through questions uh, indirectly or trying to type like a celebrity or someone that you kind of just know uh, through individual kind of uh, uh, disparate sort of um, connections, meaning like, you know, just talking to them every once in a while. Whereas active profiling is like, you're continuing to talk to them sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks, having just conversations, trying to find out their subconscious processes and making connections with, from their past to their present to their future, things like that. And, and really break all of that stuff down. It's, it's pretty amazing to, to be able to do that and learn more about who you are um, and, and really nail down like a certainty within this system. So people come to, come to questions and they come to find their results to be a little bit confusing. Sometimes, you know, they sometimes will take a test one, two, three times and get different results. Sometimes they will read different descriptions and something might not feel right with every description. So one of the things that I would suggest to do to get an accurate result is to first take a couple of tests and find out where the commonalities are. And also while you're doing that, assess your mental state maybe write down how you're feeling as you take, take the test. Um, sometimes there are words that could trigger different reactions and put you into different mental states, or you could generally in life be consistently stressed out and that could have an effect on your results. You could be leaning on a cognitive function that is unhealthy for you. And that might be present while you're taking the test. So it might skew the results a little bit. So instead of, for me, if I was an INTP trying to be in FE mode, um, which is my inferior function, uh, harmony or extroverted feeling, I would, uh, I would be taking, I would be picking more answers that have, uh, that deal with community and people. And I like being around people and saying things like that. Um, but that wouldn't be actually true. That would just be true for that moment that I was feeling like I was in that mode. You know what I mean? So certainly it's important to take note of when you're taking the test, how you're taking the test, how you're feeling about the test, things like that. Take the same test a few times, take a couple of different tests and see where the commonalities are and then start to read descriptions. When you start to read descriptions, you can really start to find out what feels the most relieving to you. When you start to read, um, I find the 16 personalities descriptions are really, really great. I love those. Um, they go into really great detail. They break it apart in terms of like parenting and relationships and how you act in certain, certain ways. Um, and it's important to do what you can to be accurate, to not try to switch your, not try to switch in the moment, meaning not try to just listen to a description and say like, Oh, that's kind of like me. So that's me. You know, it has to be relieving. It has to be like a hundred percent, like, yes, this is how I am. This is who I am. And again, that's tricky because we don't always knew, know who we are from a subconscious level, right? Not of a lot of, not all of us are self-aware uh, in that way. So it can be a challenge. And if it gets to that point where you're still reading descriptions and you're not sure, or you're torn between one or two things, that's when you can work with a profiler or someone who is uh, Myers-Briggs certified. I am not Myers-Briggs certified, by the way, just throwing that out there as a disclaimer. I'm hoping to be throughout the course of this podcast, but I've been doing rigorous research for the last 10 months. So I feel qualified enough <laughs> and I've been pretty good at profiling people. So, um, and I'm certainly working towards being able to be accessible to profile 
to help people actively profile them. Uh, so the point is that if you get to, to this place where you're feeling like you're not able to figure it out yourself, I've been able to have conversations with people through messenger, not even through just talking in person, hearing inflection points and tone of voice and things like that. But sometimes the words that people use, sometimes the way they express themselves, the things that they're interested in, um, their preference for talking about family versus talking about their business or their, uh, their, their grander ideas or something, or someone who's living a little bit more in the abstract versus someone who's living in the real world and talking about tangible things like the news and what's going on day to day. Like there are certainly cues to look out for that can get you in a little bit more of a solid direction to learn what your type is. And that's the stuff that an active profile will look for. <coughs> yeah. Apologize for that. Um, so uh, I forget the point of what I was actually – okay, so yeah. So really learning your type is the first step to learning your type or at least getting in the ballpark. You know, narrowing it down to maybe two or three types is a good place to start, especially if you're going to work with a profiler to try to learn what your type is because you can't do anything if you don't know what your type is. Uh, I, I mean, that's just, I'm going to be real about that. <laughs> There's not a lot you can do, but once you learn what your type is and a lot of people are scared of learning what their type is, they feel like it puts them in a box, but uh, it is further. There's nothing further from the truth. Once you find out your type, then your entire world opens up. You give yourself freedom and permission to, to unabashedly be yourself and that is the most amazing thing to me. That is what's been amazing to me over the last 10 to 12 months of me specifically learning more about Myers-Briggs and my, myself as an INTP. Because when I first started learning about Myers-Briggs, I started learning it, um, meaning about a year ago, I started learning it as a means to try to figure out more about my personality in relation to my mental health meaning I was trying to create clean separations between who am I as a person and who am I as a mentally ill person and who am I as a salesperson who am I, you know, in all these different boxes, like how can I identify myself as all of these different things and create clean separations so that I can know where the dirty data is, you know what I mean? So that I can figure out um, what is just me and what am I not tapping into within myself and my personality that is keeping me from living my best life? And what is brain chemistry? You know, so I've, I've been learning a lot about that and I'll do episodes about that in the future where it's kind of like a crossover between dopamine and this show. Um, and it's um, for the most part, it's been really, really helpful for me to differentiate that. And especially when I look into my past and I try to figure out, all of the details of what has been going wrong about the decisions I've been making, you know, when I've, wh what things have gone in a certain direction when I've made more emotional decisions versus when I've made more logical decisions, because logical is more of the way that I go. And uh, I will use better judgment that way. And it's not that you can't use judgment with your inferior judgment. Um, but it's just not always going to be the best judgment that you can give as an individual. So understanding, so let's say, let's say you do figure out your type. Where do you go from here? And it's really about starting to learn 
start to read descriptions, start to learn about your most natural self and start to think about how that relates to who you are as a person, how that relates to your relationship, how that works relates to your career and family life and all that stuff and start to feel like, okay, which things are actively accurate? Which are these things that I've naturally pursued in life and which things do I feel like I've been redirected on? Because, you know, us as people, we have to adjust to survive, right? So, in order to survive social situations or whatever, we have to sometimes be a little bit different than what we would like to be. We have to grow. We have to be maybe nicer when we don't want to be nicer, you know, for example. So, uh, you know, you start to think about that, like what situations have I sacrificed aspects of my personality to continue to have and start to think about how can I bring some more of my natural personality back into my life so that I can feel like, I'm really living my best life and being the best person that I am and being the best person that I can be. Uh, so starting to kind of think about that contrast of like where life is now versus where Myers Briggs could tell you your life could be, um, is, is a, is a good place to start. So again, it takes intensely personable personal work, you know, because you have to not just look at the descriptions, not just learn the cognitive functions, but you have to find ways to relate that to who you are as a person, where you're at. If you're experiencing constant stress, why is that? Why, what is going on? Are you being inundated with uh, someone who is maybe a controlling person and you haven't stood up for yourself the way that you know that you should? Uh, have you been denying you know, your instincts in some ways and that's led you to intense stress? Have you been you know, denying your career choices and the things that you actually want because you feel society isn't going to allow it for you. And that's what I mean when I say that when you learn about Myers-Briggs, it's not about putting you in a box, but it gives you the freedom to be yourself. So that in itself is amazing. I love that aspect. And it's really unleashed me onto the world. I have three podcasts now <laughs> because this is what I love to do. I start doing a lot of audio courses. Um, I'm doing more YouTube videos. I'm, I'm connecting with people on my terms more now. I'm connecting with people through the information that I have to offer people through being a little bit more direct and sometimes being cheeky, you know, and not feeling like I have to be like all lovey-dovey and hand-holdy because that's just not what I am. I'm not very good at that. It comes off fake. It's like a robot trying to be loving. <laughs> it's just weird. And, uh, you know, but if I can be myself and if I can be informational and be a little bit goofy and a little bit adjacent to what's going on in society and start and keep asking questions and keep challenging people in healthy ways, and uh, continuing to work through nuance and details, then I'm going to continue to thrive. And I feel so much better about the trajectory that life has been taking me, that I've been taking life actually, and how it's been helping me to understand myself in separation from my mental health and mental illness rather, and to just dive into more of who I am and quit denying myself of what I want because of society or expectations or something like that, you know? So that's really the first thing that you can start to do. I mean, that's the overarching goal, right? And that's going to take time. It sounds easy, but it's going to take time because it takes time to figure out what your type is. It takes time to learn about your type. It takes time to learn about typology. It takes time to learn about other functions so that you can know what the opposite of you is so that you can know that, 
you fluctuate between different functions because this is complicated and I've only been talking for 25 minutes and this is nothing. There's so much to talk about. That's why I have an easy mode course because that, that course is like four or five hours of me talking like this and in broken out sections where I talk about introversion versus extroversion, thinking and feeling, uh, judging and perceiving and kind of educating you on to, to get you up to speed on thinking about Myers-Briggs as something that is not just about your type, but understanding how your type relates to other people and how we fluctuate between really eight functions. And, um, but we have four dominant preferences and then two of those are really what is responsible for our being our best self. So throughout the course of this podcast, um, we're, we're going to break down a lot of little topics. We're going to talk about, uh, basics. We're going to talk about cognitive functions. I'm going to talk about celebrity. Sometimes we're going to talk about life stuff, uh, talk about emotions and talk about thinking and feeling and judging and perceiving and misconceptions and answering frequently asked questions, which if you have questions, that would be amazing. You can email me at supermbti at gmail.com or hit me up with a voice message here on Anchor. And we can, I'm happy to answer any questions that come up about Myers-Briggs to help create some clarity. And um, we'll do some FAQ episodes. There's going to be a lot of stuff. So I think there's so much here. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you'll stick around with me. And if you do, just go to super, go to uh, anchor.fm slash super MBTI anchor.fm slash super MBTI subscribe to the show. And um, I don't know how frequently I'm going to do this. I'm hoping at least once a week, I already have a week, uh, an episode, a podcast that is five days a week. So um, I'm going to try to keep up as best as I can with doing a lot of episodes and um, informing you guys of what to do. So again, in the description, there's the link to the easy mode course, go sign up for that. So you can kind of get caught up. It'll make it easier to listen to these episodes and be easier for you to learn more about your type and then start to dive into some more of the advanced courses that I have to learn more about who you are as an individual and really just dive in and take life by the balls. <laughs> so um, that's it for this episode. I really appreciate you guys leave a review and all that good stuff. And uh, I'll catch you next time on super Myers breaks turbo EX. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening to super Myers breaks turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Okay.